Let's give the kids another round of applause. How awesome. Good morning, church. Merry Christmas to you all. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful day today. How good is the rain? Praise God. We've been praying and believing and it's just been absolutely awesome. Uh, last night, actually, we held our first uh, little carol service over at Logan Village. Uh, and because uh, we decided we were going to do it outside uh, by faith, uh, and then they were saying there was going to be a big storm, and so we did that. It was great. We didn't know how many people were going to turn up. We've hardly even started out there yet, but uh, 84 people came, which was fantastic. Uh, it was really, really cool, and we're looking forward to starting some weekly gatherings there in January. And um, just and while I was preaching, I had everyone's I was I had everyone's attention. They were just staring right above me, and then I only found out later it was because there was lightning behind me uh, and a big storm cloud coming in, and so we finished about five minutes earlier than I thought, and I said, oh, well, we got the timing wrong, but thank God, because as soon as we had packed up the, mo the final thing, there was a massive deluge that came, so it was the best of both worlds. Uh, we got the rain, but we got our carol service in as well, uh, which was awesome, and uh, you know, the scripture says, don't despise the day of small beginnings and we are so excited to extend the footprint of King's Church throughout Southeast Queensland. We know God's going to do amazing and great things, uh, which is awesome. Uh, but today I want to share with you a thought, uh, a Christmas thought, obviously, uh, from the Scripture. And I thought, you know, the Bible tells us that Christ is actually the gift that God has given us. And so I thought it might be good to talk about Jesus today uh, and to unpack what that actually means. Because to Jesus, to many people, means a lot of different things. But if we look back at the Christmas story, we can actually see what it was said about him when he was born and his importance to us. And so with that in mind, I want to just read a passage of Scripture to you. And it's found in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. And it says this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and, she, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So this is the story about when Joseph finds out that Mary's about to, Mary is going to have a child of the Holy Spirit, who we know is Jesus, and he has a dream. And in the dream, the angel tells him about this son that his wife is going to have. And so I want to talk to you briefly today about Jesus. And I want to talk to you about a few things that Jesus is according to this passage of Scripture that we read here. The first thing about Jesus is this. It says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The first thing about Jesus is that Jesus is our Saviour. God knew that we need saving from our sins and He knew that we could not do it ourselves. 
There's no amount of good works. There's no amount of charity. There's no amount of ethical behavior that can make us right with God. But the Bible tells us that God sent his son Jesus to be the savior of our sins. Everywhere through the Christmas story where it talks about Jesus as coming, there's always one common denominator that is mentioned and that he has come to be our savior, our savior of our sins. In fact, the Bible tells us that our own good works, our own righteousness, our own ethical behavior is not enough to make us right with God. In fact, the scripture tells us it's nothing but a filthy rag. And that and literally our good works are nowhere near good enough to make us right with God. Every single one of us needs saving. You might be here and you might be saying, well, you know, I'm a good person. I lived a pretty good life. I live by good values and I try to treat other people well. And that is awesome. But the scripture tells us that even falling short just once of God's standard makes us a sinner for life. Every single one of us, the scripture tells us, has been born into sin. That's why, Christ, that's why God sent his son, Jesus Christ, that ultimate gift for us to actually be our saviour. And maybe you're here in this place and you have not given your life to Christ. Can I tell you that if you do, then you will be saved from the punishment deserved for your sins. That if you give your life to Jesus Christ, you can be saved. That's why we say as Christians, we use the phrase that we're saved. What does that mean? We're saved from our sins because God has sent his son, Jesus Christ, for us. Because he is our saviour. The second thing that we can see here about Christ, it says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, when you read that, and we know that ethnically Jesus was actually a Jew, and so you might think, okay, well, he has come purely to save the Jews from their sins. But actually, when we look through it throughout the scripture, it's actually more than that. That actually Jesus is actually for all. You know, it tells us that when the angels actually appeared to the shepherds who were out, um, you know, watch, uh, watching their flocks by night. When I was a kid and they had that old carol, I used to think it was wash their socks by night, but it was actually wa watching their flocks by night. The scripture tells us that, that he came and that he was going to be a light to the Gentiles. The Bible tells us that when Simeon, an old man who was told that he was going to see the Messiah before he died, when he came to the temple, he saw Jesus Christ there as a baby. And he knew that this is the one who was going to be the Messiah. And he prophesied over him and said, he is going to be a light for the Gentiles. In fact, when God announced that there was going to be a king of the Jews, the Bible tells us that actually three wise men from the east, these men were actually Gentiles, came and they came and worshipped him. What does that tell me? That because of Jesus Christ, salvation is actually for all. It doesn't matter about your ethnicity. It doesn't matter about where you come from, that Jesus Christ is for all. It's even, he's even for people of different socioeconomic statuses. Some people would think that Christianity is actually for the poor or Christianity is for the rich or for the middle class. I'm here to let you know that Christ is for all. Three rich men from the east came and they worshipped him. And then the angels actually appeared before some shepherds. And shepherds were actually very poor people. And, on the, and so at the time when Christ was born, it was announced to people of different socioeconomic circumstances that there was a saviour that had come from them. I'm here to let you know that Jesus Christ is for all. It doesn't matter the circumstances 
circumstances that you might find yourself in right now. It doesn't matter the circumstances of the person next to you. Jesus Christ is for every single person. When it says there that he has come to save his people, that is actually talking about you and me. It doesn't matter if you feel far away from God. It doesn't matter if you don't feel good enough for God. I'm here to let you know that Jesus Christ is for all. And the next thing it says is this. It says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The next thing about Jesus is Jesus is God with us. God is actually with us. He's not against us. He's actually for us. The Bible tells us that when the angels appeared to the shepherds who were watching their flocks by night, The Scripture says that they declared that because of Christ, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. What's that goodwill? That's goodwill from God towards men. That's how God actually thinks about us. God is for us, not against us. If He was against us, He wouldn't have sent His Son, Jesus Christ, for us. But because He is for us, wanted to make a way for us to come to know Him, wanted to make a way for us to be saved, He actually sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to show us how much He is for us. When I was younger and I had a picture of God in my head, I thought of a guy with a big beard standing on a throne with lightning bolts ready to strike people down. But that's not the God of the Bible. The Bible tells us that because of Christ, we know for sure that actually God is with us. Even more than that, it also means that He is with us right here, right now. That through Christ, you can have a relationship with God right here, right now, and He will be with you. The Bible says He'll never leave you or forsake you. So it's not merely that Christ came, paid the punishment for our sin so that we might have a relationship with God after we die. You can have a relationship with God right here, right now on earth. Why? Because He is actually with us. That's why the Bible tells us that God has a plan and purpose for our life. Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it says, For behold, the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has a plan for every single one of us. In fact, to be honest, for me, that was one of the great tipping points for me giving my life to Christ. I grew up in a Christian home, and I always believed in the reality of God, but I didn't understand His nature, and I didn't understand His goodness. And so, because I believed in God, and I and I kind of grew up fearing Him, I thought, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to live my life my way, and then just before I die, I'm going to give my life to Christ, and then so I can just make it into heaven. But at the age of 19, I realized this world doesn't have everything that I need or want. And I realized that actually that is only found in Him. That actually having a relationship with Him means that it can open up your destiny. And so what I found is after becoming a Christian, that my future opened up. Why? Because He made us. He's got a plan and purpose for us, and He's actually with us. And maybe you're in this place and you're worried about your future. I'm here to let you know that when you're a Christian, you've got a relationship with God, the Christmas story reminds us that God is with us. That because of Jesus Christ, He's with us and He's for us. You can have a relationship with Him, and He has a plan and purpose for your life. 
There are some people even now, you're worried about next year. You might be in somewhat of a transition. I'm here to let you know that God is with you, that He is for you, that even if you don't know what's coming up in the future, He knows the end from the beginning and He will take care of you because He is a good God. The, God, the angel actually said to Joseph, this son of yours is going to be known as one. His name is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And the last thing is, and we don't have it on the screen, so please forgive me, uh, audio team. The last thing about Jesus is this. It says, And behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The fourth thing about Jesus is Jesus is God. Not just a good man. Not just an ethical teacher. Not just a guru. Not just some kind of well-known speaker. Jesus is God. That's why he said he's God with us. How do we know he's God with us? Because Jesus Christ is God and he came in the flesh and God is with us. So what that tells me is this. If you really want to know what God's like, look at Jesus. If you want to have a picture of perfect theology, look at Jesus. Look at Christ. Look at his life. Look at his ministry. It was one full of kindness. It was one full of power. It was one full of restoration. It was one full of forgiveness. He would spend time with the kind of people on earth that would be rejected by others and he would have no problem spending time with them. Because why? Because that was shown the heart of God. Jesus Christ is God. And if you want a picture of perfect theology, that is him. That means that God's not an angry God looking at fault finding or looking for an opportunity to punish us. I love the story about when Jesus was with two of his disciples, James and John. They're called the sons of thunder. And I think it's because basically because of their temper. And there was a particular city that rejected Jesus. And so, um, and so the, uh, James and John said to him, they said, Lord, let's just send lightning and fire from heaven and destroy this city for rejecting you. And Jesus said, I'll oh, put it away, boys, settle down. That's not even actually in my mind. So right there we see this, that because of Christ, he's a God of love, he's a God of redemption, He's a God of forgiveness. He's a God who's with us. He's not looking at the Gold Coast saying, those people are so sinful, they're like Sodom and Gomorrah. I want to come and destroy them. No, no, no. He sent us here to be a representation of him to let them know all this region on the Gold Coast, Reedy Creek, Pimpamar, Logan Village, to declare the good news of the gospel, that God is with us, that God actually likes us, that he actually wants a relationship with us, that he is a restorer, that he is a healer, that he loves us, and that his favor is towards us. If you want to know what God's like, just look at Jesus. Because Jesus is God with us. And Jesus loved his people. You know, the scripture tells us in John 3, chapter 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It doesn't say God so hated the world or was so frustrated with the world. It actually says God loves the world. And that's why he sent us his son, Jesus Christ. You know what that means? It means he loves you with all your faults, with all your failings, in spite of some of those things, in spite of some of your mistakes. He is looking at you and he loves you. He came and sent his son so that we might have relationship with him. And that is good news. And that is the message of the gospel. And that is the message of Jesus. Jesus is God. Jesus is God with us. Jesus is our Savior, and Jesus is for every single one of us. Amen.
And maybe you're in this place and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ. You don't have a relationship with God. Can I tell you? You're saying, well, you know, what's God ever done for me? Well, one thing he's done is he sent his son so that you might be able to have a relationship with him. You know, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 2 that the shepherd, that the angel said to the shepherds and told us that God has given us a gift and that gift is Jesus Christ. And I mentioned in carols the other night that just like any gift, unless you actually receive the gift, you can't apply it to your life. A number of years ago when we used to live in Mackay, um, there was a group from our church and we went to the local shopping centre and we were giving out um, different, uh, we were giving out lint chocolates to people. And I love lint chocolate, it's my favourite, just in case you were wondering. And, um, and we were giving out lint chocolates to people as a free gift. And we just put a card on it, wanted to wish them Merry Christmas and tell them that God loved them. And as we were giving out these gifts, a lot of people were receiving it, saying thank you. Some people would say, how much does this cost? Um, is there any strings attached? We said, no, you don't have to give us any information, nothing like that. We just want to give it to you. But there were actually a few people who said, no, we don't want it. And we said, listen, we haven't poisoned it. You don't have to pay for it. You know, there's not, there's not a GPS in there where we're going to follow you later. Um, it's just, you can just have it. And some people said no. And some people grabbed it and then walked off and I saw them put it down on a, on a bench and just walk off. And I thought, wow, here's this gift. They didn't purchase it. It's good for them. It's available to them. But because they didn't receive it, they couldn't actually have it. And in the same way, Christ is a gift from heaven for all of us. And all we have to do is receive him like many of you have done. And maybe you're in this place if you have not received him. Can I give you the, tell you that what better time to do that than Christmas Day 2019? So if you're in this place and you have not received the gift of Jesus Christ, I want to give you an opportunity to do so. So can I invite everybody to just close their eyes and bow their heads for a moment? And If you're in this place and you haven't given your life to Christ, uh, you haven't got a relationship with God, but you want to. You haven't received the gift of Jesus Christ. If that is you, with every eye closed and every head bowed, if that's you this morning, feel free to just slip up your hand and say, that's me this morning. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to have a relationship with God. I want to accept the gift of Jesus Christ for my life. Maybe you've come with a family member who believes in Christ, but you yourself up until now have not. And maybe you want to do that. If that is you, right where you are, Slip up your hand and say, that's me this morning. I want to receive the gift of Jesus Christ into my life today. I want to give my life to him. If that is you right where you are, just slip up your hand this morning and say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Father, this morning, I just pray for every single person in this place. And I just thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We honor and remember the gift that you have given us today. And we thank you and praise you for him. May you be glorified and lifted up in our lives today. We thank you and praise you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless.